Conestee Harry, welcome to the Candle of Tales podcast, where we are talking about the story of Cleana's Wave, Pun Cleana. My name is Sarika, and I'm sitting here with my brother over the Zoom. Oh, all right, not too bad. How are you getting on? Thanks very much for uh, doing the Zoom OBS thing for us. I'm, yeah. I'm not actually doing OBS for these because I only have to do that when it's a live stream. Oh, um, right. Yeah, no, this is literally we're just we're just having a Zoom call with our nice Patreon bought microphones. Thanks, Patreon. He has our Thanks, sound. Patreon. They're super happy and nice. They're very good. They're very good. Um, but yeah, we're we're just we're doing this and uh and then we are converting the Zoom recording. And you have also your Patreon bought nice phone, which does your camera work for you. Um, which I don't I, it, it, I'm not sure if it's that if I should actually say that I can't set that up, but I definitely didn't. <laughs> and I'm nope. not entirely sure how to. So for now, we're going to go with I can't do that. OK, yeah, like, yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. I can't do it right now because we don't have time. <laughs> and also what we're doing right now is not talking about phones, but um, although it was a nice segue into the Patreon thing, patreon.com forward slash candle tales. That's literally how we've been keeping ourselves going, ourselves sane and uh, able to buy things for the podcast. So thank mm-hmm. you so much, all Pat- Patreon supporters. Um, you're great. And we love the messages you're, you send to us. And we love hearing you from you from oh, Instagram, social media and all forms of walks of life. Um, we're also, we will have, when this comes out, Zurka, finished the storytelling course, the Arica storytelling. That's mental. That's right. We're That's recording right. this in advance. And uh, yeah. We are. It messes with our brains a little bit because it gets a bit timey-wimey. Like we will have done, you know, yeah. it's past participles and whatnot get very confusing. We will we will have done the first uh, arc of storytelling, which is like so far going great. Um, oh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, or I'm looking forward to the rest of it. And we will also have put out the start date, I think, for our second course yeah. in storytelling. If you listen to this and you haven't heard about it, get in touch and there might be a few places left. Uh, they snap up pretty quickly, but we decided just to do another one because people wanted to do it and we wanted to do it. And it's a great way of connecting, great way of teaching people what we know and uh, exploring Irish mythology with a whole gang of new faces and getting to know yeah. people. It's great. So this uh, episode is actually not to sell uh, storytelling uh, courses, but actually to talk about clean as wave. So yes, Tun Cleana, which I really like, is one of the things about this story that I absolutely love is that her wave is the ninth wave, and you can go to that beach and you can hear her wave, and it is the ninth wave. But as anybody who's been to a beach knows, the, the difficulty is not in counting to nine. The difficulty is going like, okay, which one is the first wave, and like, how many waves are they? Because they because do they go one to nine and then back to one again? Or do they go to like 35 or do they go to like 117? (laughs) Never specified. It's very, it's one of those things that comes up in Irish mythology sometimes. Like, do you remember the the bargain with Bress, the price he pays for his life? Oh, is he tells them, he tells them what day to sow on that they'll get twice the harvest and what day to reap on that they'll get twice the harvest and twice the yield. And like it's it's the hoeing and the and the sowing and the reaping and they ask him okay fine we'll spare your life in exchange for this precious bit of knowledge and he says tuesday True. fucker doesn't say which tuesday does he oh, no he does not cunning little bollocks but it, it's <laughs> it's very um it's a very clean as wave thing where it's like it's the ninth wave yeah it's the ninth of uh question mark 
But I, yeah, I know I do love it, and I, I think like it's it already just oh, the ninth wave. Well, because as if the ninth wave would automatically be bigger. Like you should, you should know really, especially in Glendore. If you go down there, um, you know, in, in West Cork, and and you should definitely know when you see it because it's obviously you know it's uncleaner. But the thing was, apparently, you'd hear it. You'd hear it's kind of like the banshee, and this is why Clean fascinates me. She's like she's named in some sources as the queen of the banshee. She's she has one of those kind of double-edged uh, kind of characteristics where she's healing and beautiful, and has those beautiful birds flying around her, healing everyone, and then also she can be cutting and cruel and cut you down if you don't fucking cut the hell on. Uh, so she's basically mm. like every woman I've ever met. She's basically like she's certainly like every goddess, which is like there is this wonderful. That's, that's I think I think that's always like when we're talking about kind of feminine energy as being this beautiful nurturing thing. It's like every goddess I've ever met has a side to her where if you cross her, if you cross her particular line, like destruction, utter you've, annihilation. You've met a lot of them. <laughs> like personally. I've met, I have personally met several in my time okay <laughs> whether through stories or through some other medium and they're they're all like that they all share that the line is different for each just of them just kicking it with bridget you know I, you know uh, as you do I mean, up on a wednesday how do you not <laughs> uh, uh, okay maybe right. you should start I, I'll, that's what i'm gonna you, do you were literally talking about it last week you went swimming with bridget last week don't be talking to me like you've never met a goddess all right, all right. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I have a bone to pick with with uh, Lady Gregory in the story, and she pissed me rightly off because mm. the old source of this story starts with Cleena the of the fair hair who lived in Tirtangra. It was the time of the Fianna, and he and then she goes on about uh, Kivon, his adventures, his exploits. Goes to Tirtangra, meets a one, brings her back. You basically don't get to know her at all. Hmm. Like you, she's just sidelined. It's talk. It's called Dunclina, and she's not the main character in the story. I'm like, for fuck's sake, Lady G. Like you did some great stuff and all, but like, surely that story is about. And like, I kind of did a bit of over and backing just to kind of hmm. pay homage to it as well. But like, because there's very little to find out about her, and I wanted to make it a kind of a a, a full story. So you know. Yeah, cool. you got to you got to go to Tirchangara first, and you did, and I like the way that you kind of, you know, built up her life in Tirchangara before um, this Karuk set off, and like her kind of, you know, the pressures on her to get married, and the fact that she doesn't really see anyone who catches her eye, and then when she does, and she actually leaves, it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a reverse Oshin and Tirnano, isn't it? Because you've got complete yeah. instead of the beautiful woman coming to Ireland and sweeping off the man of the Fianna it's the man of the Fianna going to the other world and going here come back home with me yeah but again like the ending and and you know actually similar to Oshin as well you can't go home again you she doesn't get to go home it is kind of beat for beat the same really because there's not much there's not much about Kivon after that but it's it, he's not killed or he's not anything he's I think you know my thinking of it was that Manalan kind of got him lost in the forest and then missed for a while or something uh, for whatever reason he had but again it's kind of like you're not really sure what the crack is but it is essentially just the same story arc as Oshin and Tirnog and, and she's just 
yeah whisked away as you say but like that life in Tirtangra I just I went down one of those wormholes that you're going to allow yourself in storytelling of like okay here's what we know about Tirtangra it's called mm-hmm. the land of promise does that mean it was filled with promises I don't know what does that mean yeah. um, I mean it's it's the one that Cormac McGarrett visits isn't it in mm. in Cormac McGarrett and the land of promise and it has all these like allegorical sites going on but it's also it's also the land where like the pig comes back to life again the next day after you eat it in the evening and like the the grain stores once empty are refilled the next day so it's a land of like plenty and abundance and you know this kind of there's this magical power that Cleana has that stops all suffering and all kind of pain um so it's a it's a yeah there's something kind of wonderful and magical about it and you have because it's man and man's home as well it might be the isle of man like it might actually be an island yeah you know associated with him because again he's supposed to be the king of the land of promise uh yeah. and and there's there's a number of people named in, in the lady gregory section all men um that i didn't bother putting in um because i was like for fuck's sake um but like there, there, there's weird kind of throwing the really weird challenges to impress Cleana and and she's kind of exalted and and adorned from everybody there and everybody wants to impress her and it's kind of it was the it's the what's the story um uh what's the Disney did a version of it your one with the Indian uh, girl um be, 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 uh, do you mean like do you mean the Pocahontas story? Pocahontas, Pocahontas. Yes. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Hey, I was like, I was like, for the longest time, I was like, are you talking about the girl in Aladdin? No, no. I guess like the Indian girl. She's she's really more Middle Eastern and Pocahontas, really more Native American. I mean, <laughs> all right, you know, sorry for growing up with the word Indian stuff. I know, I know, I know. It's I not know. my I'm fault. Kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Dickheads called it that ages ago. <laughs> they were wrong. You, you and know. as we all know, our, our thoughts calcify at age seven and then we can't do anything about our opinions ever again. It's, it's just it's hard. just done. It's just there. It's <laughs> fucking cementified it. Um what was your word last week? Uh, uh, I, by last week, you mean earlier this evening when we recorded last week's episode. I said concretize. Concretize. <laughs> Cement. Ah, uh, fucked. I fucked. Cementify. It Cementify. Do you know what? Cementify can be a word, Aaron, if you want it to be a word. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Cementify. I like how you have to burst my bubble by going like, someone's listening to this in, you know, linear time and realizing that we've just fucked with time the time i mean look most people who do podcasts i i know this is new for us but most people who do podcasts record them in advance and record several on the same day and then release them later i know i know like we have really struggled with this and it's it's really kind of messes with us to be like oh my god i have to talk about the future as if it's the past but 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 how um, but like this is this is actually pretty pretty normal way of having a podcast. So I think we can all, you know, take a deep breath and calm down. Sure. Um, I mean, um, one of my my favorite images of that whole story, though, in terms of like the fucking the journey to the other world, and that's like timey wimey. You don't know if time moves differently or if it changes or speeds up, slows down. This wall of water. 
that mm. Mananan is riding on. And then she we get the nine waves thing, this repetition of like he dips below the for night for the length of nine waves, he can't be seen, and then he comes riding up on top of the tenth one. So it's just like or the ninth one. Um so it's just like you know, and you've, you've seen the movies where like the boat is out at sea and just like dipping down and the sea is just this humongous thing. Totally. Um, and if you've ever been in a boat in any bit of a of weather, uh, you know how like terrifying that is. And you can be on the shore thinking, gosh, it looks a small bit choppy. And then you get out in the waves and you're like, ah, the ocean is vast and I am tiny. And it's a very... Speck. I remember, I remember hearing the story from... Um, uh, a, a Dutch yachting fan that was the father of, of Neil's girlfriend actually a couple of years ago he was, he, he loved his yachts and he loved going out to see in his yachts and he brought a friend out one time uh, you know to show him how great it was and his friend went real quiet on about the third day out just like really really quiet just kind of stopped talking to him and your man was like oh you know he's clearly like just in the buzz of like the vast ocean and it's just like he's in his own space and it's great and it's fine and assumed he was having a lovely time. And then when they got back into harbour, your man was like, I'm never doing that again. Because when they got out of view of land and it was just sky and sea, he found it completely existentially terrifying. Because they were wow. in a yacht, like this is a sail powered ship. This is not a motorboat. This is like a, a, you know, this has to be piloted by somebody who knows where they're going. And he did not have any idea where he was going or how to orient himself at all. And it's always kind of I've, I've often thought of it as like, yeah, you know, for some of us going out into that space and you often talk about it with, with the sea swimming. For some of us, it's really exhilarating uh, that sense of like wide open spaces. And for some of us, the exact same feeling is just like horror, absolute cosmic horror. I am small. I am insignificant. I don't mean anything. And there's stuff under my feet. And if it decided to swim up and chomp on me, there is absolutely nothing I could do about it. Yeah, it you is know? funny. And it's interesting what I don't really quite understand what it is about the the men, mentality I have anyway, about going into even deep waters, even choppy waters, even just like of that, like I kind of like getting tossed around. I kind of like getting like, oh shit, I'm in a riptide. Huh, better swim you know, really hard here. I, a little I, bit like, don't fucking do it, guys. But I, I, over the summer, <laughs> my girlfriend and I were swimming and we got caught in the riptide and pulled out in Sligo. And it was a beach I didn't know. Low, highly populated by people. And I just kind of put the head down and I was I was just kind of swimming with new goggles and testing. I was like, oh, yeah. And I looked up, I was like, oh, dear. I did the whole little, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a good bit further out than I started this one. Fuck, I'm in a bit of a ah, for fuck's sake, Aaron. So I thought that I thought the tide was going out, but actually I was I was caught in a riptide, and I belted it back. Now I'm a strong swimmer, strong enough swimmer, not fucking not amazing. I belted it back, and uh, you know, caught caught up with my girlfriend and her family, who were all just freaking out. Luckily, there was a few. Um, they were all then they got pulled out. Luckily, a few surfers came over. And again, like it was terrifying. It had it all shaken to the core, and like I swam out to to get more surfers to go in and and, and get them, and and with the buoyancy and and the ability to mm. kick, but mm -hmm. like it's that it's that feeling of being like completely at like completely out of your comfort zone. You're, you're out of you're you're everything. literally out of your element because like your mm. element as a human is is basically the land and like. When you were back in the ocean, I mean, we're definitely 
we're definitely creatures that can swim and love swimming and are able to do it but like it's not our it's not our environment like you know you try to run in the water and you're like oh god there's, there's so much resistance you try to swim you know going scuba diving you think you're you think you're doing pretty good you think you're moving pretty well in the water and then you see like a, a turtle that is the size of a truck and it just goes vdump, and you're like oh no i'm not i am like as, you... as graceless as that thing is on the land is how graceless I am <laughs> numbling around in here with all my limbs that don't do anything. Yeah. Or you see a fucking seal if you ever go swimming with one. Yes. And they're just, like, as and they're just swim circles around you. Uh, and they're yeah. just so great. You're like, ah, for, that's what all the blubber's for. You're that's like, what it's freezing. all for. Freezing. <laughs> you, you little fat fucker. You. Um, <laughs> and then you see them drag themselves up on land and you're like, that is that is me in the ocean now. That's what I look like in the ocean. Uh, the opposite scene. with the opposite. I, so that, that, I can get up and run around, but you look like a big club. <laughs> and, and so that's where Kivon is, is in. And I, I kind of had that idea of like, okay, what does it feel like when you're literally the mist ascends and suddenly you're fucking, you're seeing these giant waves. Mm. You're like, okay, Oh, fuck. And just n- nothing's going to save you, only a guy on a horse. Obviously. Like it's and it, like, again, it's that it's that lovely thing that happens in Irish myths when people get lost in a forest or in the mist or in the ocean. And it's like, you don't know what. And, and you get that feeling here as well when the mist comes down, don't you? When you're when you're walking through a thick fog and you're like literally anything could come out of this and I I don't feel like I would be surprised Mm. and so there's something about like I'm thinking of times that I was in boats at sea being tossed around there is something about that feeling because you're so at the mercy of the elements and you have so little control over anything that if there's ever a moment for divinity to visit you that is the moment where you're like oh yeah no sure personification of the ocean hi (laughs) please don't drown me which you could do with absolutely no thought uh and and zero effort <laughs> like you can see why people who fished you know we're an island nation you can see why anybody who goes fishing has a has a god of the ocean and Mananon is like one of the most important ones and clean is his daughter isn't she well so this is the we you know again it's hard to find um facts about her so she's either his daughter or his wife um mm. hard to know the wife would make a bit more sense of the ending, but a bit less sense of the beginning. Yeah. He's trying to find her boyfriend. I mean, yeah. I'm sure maybe that's well, the well, thing that some couples do, but you know. Lady Gregory had a different father and uh, named it's it's either her no, it's not as Harper's. It's like fuck, I can't think of it now. I think I said in the name in the story. It's one of Manon's men is her father uh, in this particular version. Again, he, in other versions, I found that he's named um no mention of a mother, uh, but this idea that uh, she's everyone loves her. She has these magical birds that you know spread healing and love and joy no matter where they are, and they sing around her the whole time, uh, which I just love. And and then she has this copper cork. Now a big jump in terms of like let's just call a spade a spade here. When when there's information missing, you know she is known for having a copper cork. Then all of a sudden, uh, Kivon finds a copper cork on on uh, Glandor Beach like she you know in my mind must have sent it to him un- hmm. unknowingly or knowingly either consciously way consciously or unconsciously maybe she was fishing for men of the Fianna that's a pretty good way to catch a man of the Fianna in fairness if that was what you were inclined to do in the boat well like Give stick something boat. weird somewhere you know what I mean like 
stick something weird somewhere. There's so many Fianna stories start with. They were out hunting and they saw something real weird. And unlike 99.999% of the population who would go, "Woo, it's a bit weird. Uh, they go, hey, lads, let's poke it with a stick. See what it does. Maybe it bites. That'll be fun. Absolutely. Jump in the thing. Yeah, and, uh, jump, in, jump in the copper curric and, and surely it will spring to life and carry me off into the ocean as they oh, usually do. So apparently there's like some form of <laughs> copper reserve or something or, or in Glendore Beach. So again, it's I fucking love how stories Class. kind of just like take a little bit of that and then just has copper everywhere. And just like the brand's light and the illuminating this and the copper curric and just I fucking love. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, there's a bit of fucking copper. In there's the, a bit of in copper the in the hills. Like, well, um, like there's, there was there was quite a bit, actually. We had a Wicklow gold rush, um, not in, in the 20th century. Around um, side of the country, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but like there, there was there was a lot of there was a lot of precious metals uh, yeah, in yeah. Ireland that are that are no longer uh, we've we've extracted them all at this stage. But uh, early early Irish monasteries that was one of the reasons for their great wealth was the um, the gold and oh, the copper absolutely. and the bronze absolutely. that they were able to mine in Ireland. But apparently, Cleana uh, has a rock up by Mallow as well. Don Cleana is there, and her mound or is another potential dwelling place. Um, and that's the the castle is. She was supposed to have actually stayed in, with Kivon for unbeknownst amount of time. I kind of set it mm. over a shorter amount of time just for just for my head. To be honest, I was like, it doesn't really fit. Um, again, Rue actually, uh, our musician and co uh, storyteller, he did a beautiful. Um, uh, he started off the kind of little kind of tales for kids um, kind of idea with the story of Ton Kleena because his niece is uh, named Kleena. And nice. we're, I'm very lucky that we've started doing this because now we have a nephew and he's in Guatemala and uh, Neil is telling him or playing him stories uh, that are recorded by us. So he'll get used to our voice so he won't be completely terrified when he sees us. It's a great way to do it. Uh, Lovely. It's a lovely thing to do and to be able to do, especially with modern technology. I'm just even recording into a phone and having the, the sound of, of a voice be familiar to somebody, mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of gorgeous. Now, luckily, me and my brother have the same voice, so it's fine. Very similar. Yeah, no, he'll know your voice anyway. He'll just be like, <laughs> dad. Yeah, you know, like a uh, smaller, less <laughs> gorilla-like. Yeah, <laughs> or, as, or as a friend of mine once said when she was staying at my house and our uncle, who looks a lot like our dad, walked into the room. She went, oh, my God, there's two of them. <laughs> which I feel like I feel like little little uh, little Anthony Noel might think when he sees you for the first time <laughs> second <laughs> second one you know, those great videos that you see of twins where they are of like dads who are twins and their babies just being like what is happening uh, your phone just went off there for a second one moment I'll just Yeah, one sec. I'm just going to, we'd have to edit this bit out. We will have to edit this bit out. Wait, nobody's like fucking hoovering back there, is there? Are they? No, uh, I think my phone died. Oh, oh do it you know what it is? plugged in. Do you know what it is? It's the computer fan. Right. That's small bit of edit on that one, unfortunately. So sorry about that. Uh... That's all right. I was trying to figure out where the sound was coming from, and I was like, "Oh, my computer is overheating because it's been on Zoom for quite a while." That's fine. Um, That's what that is. Uh, okay, when Please you're ready, I'll just do a clap and. Uh, I am ready. 
you so um sorry there was a slight glitch there my uh camera aaron, died. aaron is now at a different camera angle if you're watching this on youtube if you're listening to this on the podcast nothing has changed <laughs> anyway i've lost my train of thought now because we were talking about uh, uh oh i was gonna what? ask you i was gonna ask you a question uh tell me what you know about Tirchangra and the other the other world the other islands the the place the other folk dwell and kind of why that is the thing that it is well, see, Tir Changra, this is, this is now, oh no, I might go down a rabbit hole, Aaron, I can see the rabbit hole opening up in front of me. Because um, Tir Changra is Mananon's home, and Mananon is not actually one of the two of Dedan, which is the interesting thing about Mananon, MacLear, because he's kind of considered to be one of the two of Dedan, but he uh, appears to be an older deity that is associated with the oceans. And so he... His dwelling place is Tirchangra, which is sometimes the Isle of Man. But he also was the one who created the other world in Ireland by waving his cloak between the two of Dedanon and the Sons of Mill at the end, uh, at the end of the Battle of Talchu. That's one of the things that, that in some of the versions of that he's described as doing, because if Mananon waves his cloak between two people, they, they can never meet again. Because he, he waved his cloak between two peoples, they were like split that splitting happened in Ireland where you had the folk above ground and the folk under hill and so they're they're like whether Tirchangra is part of the place under hill or not or if it's a place apart again is a little bit you know open to interpretation um and then of course you have the islands of the other world which we're going to get onto a lot more next month when we're looking at the voyage tales where you have all of these um exotic islands that people get to and then get back to Ireland again, having kind of had all these bizarre experiences. I have a little bit of a pet theory about that that I'll get onto next month. Uh, but um, next month, like, uh, I like I repeat myself too much anyway. <laughs> feels like you do. But there's sure. a lot of I think it's a lot of stuff. I'm like I'm sure I've had this rant before. I usually have, but um, no, it's 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 just kind of so yeah. There's Tirchangra, and like I said, that's that's the place that uh, Cormac McGarrett is supposed to have visited in that story, which is is one of the podcasts we've done previously. And in that one, it doesn't seem to be a separate island because he gets there by walking from Tara, and and famously, you cannot get to the Isle of Man by walking from Tara because there's a sea in the way. Um, so even though there is a mist, Cormac um, <laughs> McCarsh somehow gets there. So uh, that, you know, in, in the way of these things doesn't make, doesn't quite make sense, but like it doesn't really need to make sense because Mananon is able to do things with mist and he's able to do things with the ocean. And he is also this, like he has this wonderful kind of shifting quality to him where he is able to treat the ocean as if it is land and he's able to switch in between those things. And he also has the horse Enver, who's able to go as easily on water as it is on land. And he's got a boat called Skubtana that is that is able to go as easily on land as it is on water. So he's kind of got this quality where he treats them both as the same thing, um, which yeah. I always think is really cool because like he'll come up in a chariot and be like, here, how are you lads? You know, just pacing the chariot along beside a boat. Going, yeah, no, you think this is a wave. It is a grassy plain to me right now. So that is how I'm dealing with it for the moment. And then in a minute, I'll go under. 
because I can. <laughs> yeah, and again, like there's the whole like the, the, the stories of like the country under a wave and this idea of like the uh, you know there there being a space underneath the sea where there's just a lot of land mm. as well and um, like a bubble under the waves. But come yeah. here, let's talk a little bit about um, Cleana herself because I think she's really interesting. She's got a bunch of really interesting associations. Sure. Especially when we get onto the kind of latter half of the story where where she comes back um, as as the sort of patron saint of Blarney. <laughs> like I fucking love this. I love it. I love it. But like she's got these she's got these healing birds. Yeah. She's got she's associated with the gift of eloquence or at least the gift of if not eloquence, then like charming palaver that you will be able to like because he basically he didn't he didn't like convince the queen to let him build Blarney Castle. She said that's a load of Blarney, and that's where he got it. It's not his so name. Or she I, said to I kind of I kind of squidged two things, two historical facts together a little bit of what I again you know fuck it like never let, let truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> what I can tell right is there there was certainly a lot a lot of uh, court cases around the whole building of Blarney, and uh, Cormac McCarthy McCarthy's built Blarney, and they they were an Irish family and and they were probably fucking Norman God knows um, they were they were some of the Gaelic they were one of the Gaelic lords McCarthy's is, is a very old Irish Gaelic Gaelic name so like the fact that they actually built the place is like what and is associated with them so they must have basically got away with fucking murder or some fucking form of it to be able to do it and so the only fucking way you can explain that is by going I just kissed a rock and called upon a goddess to help me out with it because that's the only fucking way I got away with it because there's no way it yeah. should have been allowed how, to happen how, how they actually got it to happen whether and, they did it with permission or not and so they're the other there was a number of attempts of like um of 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 uh during queen elizabeth's time of uh kind of surrounding them or drawing them out or, or trying to fight them and every time they went to negotiate with Cormac mccarthy he just confused everybody and that's where queen elizabeth going i'm not fucking sitting down with you because everything you fucking say is blarney um or which she says isn't much more i'm sure it, she it, said i'm sure she swore um, exactly that amount of times exactly. with that amount of vehemence and that cork and accent <laughs> Well, essentially, whatever he promised he wouldn't do and whatever he said was going to happen wouldn't happen. And whatever he way it was, he was just like, it just fucking confused the English. They were like, but he told us one thing. He told us he'd be here. He's not here. I'm, I'm very, he's very much unmanly like. I'm very confused. I want to strip him down with all of our hundreds of men and kill him and spank him very royally. Um, that's but more you can't because he's too confusing. And he just like, he, he came around the back with like 10 men fucking throwing stones again. Fuck you, get off me land. <laughs> so she's associated with him and his particular brand of eloquence, which is really just confusing people by talking at them a lot. A lot. You got to try it, guys. Just talk, loads, then, use loads of words and point them and in one direction and give them directions. Also, somewhere else. also with the banshee. Yeah. So she's so, got healing, like... In terms of the qualities of association, you've got the healing bird song. Yeah. You've got the gift of this peculiar kind of eloquence that just confuses people into submission. And you've got the scream of the banshee, the queen of the banshee. Like that's a that's she's got range, man. She's got vocal range. I, I love this idea of her being known as the queen of the banshee, especially in and kind of kind of only a cork thing. It's kind of only like down here. It's because like so like we had one great goddess and she has her dune in kind of North Cork 
Uh, she has a, a, a beach that's known after, known by her because I think what must be makes sense to me is the sound of the waves gets particularly uh, hard and, and loud down there in Glendore. And, and so they're, they're like, there's kind of a screech or a sound or, or a, a real, that's, that's ton cleaner. That's the sound of cleaners. Um, sorry, my phone said it turns itself on there um, and make a noise. Um, but there's, there's a sound that's, that's uh, some form of mystic, or has a mystic link to it and that's kind of what the banshee has as well as like this ethereal mystical scary screech to uh forewarn of death and so then she kind of yeah the banshee yeah you know whatever about the banshee we got the fucking the queen of the banshee right her fucking name is cleaner she fuck you right up or something that's kind of where i've gone with it (laughs) i'm sure that's exactly how it happened i kind of think it must be cork people just like people have a little bit of a yeah no we've a little bit of a thing is better think yours is good ours is better ours like. is better <laughs> so ours is always goddess, better she's the queen of everything and you have a banshee we have the fucking queen of the banshee um, and I don't have too many sources for it but I love it um, it's, just, it's just your instinct as a corkman is to go this is probably this is probably it was this is probably what it's about no. I can't prove it but I feel it in my soul I'm not saying she's the best I'm just saying she's probably the best alright like yeah the Carlsberg of banshees <laughs> Probably the best banshee in Ireland. Um, yeah, love I mean, it. I so it's, love her. it's a lovely story. We've had a very um, slightly giddy chat about it, but I think it's a very beautiful story as well of and love and loss and longing. I also just love the fact that like everyone's going up to Blarney Castle when you're allowed to go up and kiss and slobber over rocks like we did in the age age before the bygone era of when we didn't give a fuck about germs all that much. Um, oh dear, that mightn't be coming back. Anyway, but like so many hundreds of people and thousands during the summers would come to Clarny Castle, go up the stone steps and kiss the stone. Not knowing the reason they were kissing, it was kind of in some sort of a way paying homage to Listen, the cleaners, which I just this love. Is, this, is, this is the thing with goddesses. Sometimes you don't realise when you were praying to an ancient pagan goddess. You're just doing and a thing that you think is just a thing that everybody does. And you don't realize that you are venerating a deity that you, you were unaware of. But that's, always asked, that's why they that's why they stick around. People are all, like, I've come across that. I, I told that story live a few years ago uh, for the first time. And it was great. And, and since I've kind of got a few more little details and stuff. But I actually, I, I for Christmas, Mankan Mangan's book, um, mm. uh, 32 words for a field. Uh, for field, uh, last words of the Irish language. He has a beautiful little chapter or little segment uh, here about Cleena and talking to a fellow who tells him that story, uh, which is just lovely. And he went to do Cleena and he's a, he's a beautiful writer and we're always getting asked for sources and, mm. and books as well. And I just think that one's a, a beautiful one as well. Uh, 32 um, words for a field. Is, is I look English. forward yeah. to stealing it from you and reading it. <laughs> I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed this chat. I don't know why I've been my hand. Uh, whoops I don't um, know it's a little odd oh no I know it's because you promised your girlfriend that you would start cooking dinner for her at half past six and fuck. it is now just gone half past six and Shit. a knife materialized in your hand to expedite the process I've got so, chop some garlic um, you to go chop some garlic and if you want to see what size of a knife I'm holding well and you're only listening to this on YouTube well you should go on and you're only listening to us on a podcast well you should go on to the YouTube channel and hit subscribe shouldn't you because we have uh, recently released not only our I'm 
to just keep on waving this knife around until people start fucking subscribing to the fucking channel, won't I? Because uh, you fucking don't. I'm not threatening them. I'm just pointing them. Fucking no, knife. no, it's it's never threatening when a man waves away <laughs> at you and says, "Do what I want, or else." Um, well, no. people are people have been asking us for extra content and so like that, and we've just Oshin has been going through the catalogs of 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 finally getting a bit of space because Rue is doing uh, the podcast uh, music for the stuff right right now, and he's going back through the catalogs of our live shows and putting them up online. So yeah. onto the YouTube channel. Onto the um, YouTube. You can see me when I had hair that I liked <laughs> so many years ago. You can see I me mean, last year, this I time last year. Very small amount of hair before I was allowed, before I was just yeah. left to grow because. You know, <laughs> before Aaron was left, left to grow in the dark, like a mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> just look at the head in him now. He's putting it into braids and everything. He doesn't know what to do with himself. It's very fun. It's great. Jesus. <laughs> I love braiding my hair. It's why I don't ever want to cut it. Please don't make me cut it. I think you, you're fine, John. You know what? You will you will cut your hair when somebody casts you in a thing and makes you cut your hair. Oh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's the only time you're going to do it. That's the only time I ever cut my hair anyway. <laughs> that's it. Do you know what? That's it. It's just you haven't been casting anything for a long time because there's been nothing live happening at all. <laughs> <laughs> like the things you have been cast in are like medieval European stuff where it's like, sure, your hair could be shoulder length. We don't care. Yeah. That was actually a, good, a lot of fun, Francis the CC. <laughs> anyway, um, all right, let's not go down that wormhole of a tangent. Uh, fuck's sake. Enough wormholes. Let's talk about Aaron's acting career. Well, I was, uh, you might remember me. From oh, I'm cutting you off. All right. Uh, thanks very much for listening, guys. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on patreon.com forward slash candlelit tales. If you want to throw us a few quid, you don't have to. But we really appreciate it when you do. Thanks, and uh, thanks, me. We will see you next time. Oh yeah, next story. Um, bring your tissues and oh, Jesus Christ, something yeah. to hug, because that's one that I did. And uh, when I did and that it comes live, with a warning as well. I think fucking it's a, it's a trigger warning for anyone. Trigger warning for everything, not safe for life. When I did that live, that was the one where nobody would make eye contact with me at the break because they were a little bit too upset with me. So um, just just bear in mind, it's very very sad. Don't like listen to it before you have to go and do something important. Listen to Fair it in a little bit of space. That's I your warning. You That's your warning. Listen to this chronologically. Otherwise, you've gone backwards and gone, fuck you, it's a bit late now, you prick. Now you tell me. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so we're go. listening to Sive's story from Sive's perspective, which is, it's a bit glum, lads. Not going to lie. Uh, I felt like crying. Um, uh-huh. I mean, uh-huh. I would say that's saying something, but it's not. Yeah, I cry. Me, you cry a lot. You're a cry. <laughs> we know this. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, it's 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 rough. Uh, enjoy. Chop some garlic. Goodbye. Chop some garlic. <laughs> Bye. Bye.